Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur looking to take your business skills to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Enterprise Now Show. Prepare to be inspired, motivated, and transformed. And now, your host, LZ Flinnard. Can I get a oh yeah? What's up, Enterprisers? Welcome to episode 100 of the Enterprise Now podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and transform business owners and entrepreneurs into success. That is what we do. We help folks launch, grow, and maximize. In this episode, I talk with Heather Havenwood. Heather is the CEO of Havenwood Worldwide LLC and self-proclaimed chief sexy boss. She is a serial entrepreneur and is regarded as a top authority on internet marketing, business strategies, and marketing. Heather has been featured on NBC, The Huffington Post, and iHeartMedia. Heather teaches us the rules of business with regards to marketing strategy and promotion. She talks about how her superpower of turning things into gold has contributed to her success. We also learn how she has started two seven-figure businesses to date. All right, let's dig in. All right, Heather, can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah. That was actually pretty awesome. Thank you. That was a sexy (laughs) boss. Oh, yeah. So, Heather, first of all, let me say thank you for taking the time out of your busy, busy, busy schedule to spend some time with us to tell us about your journey and how you got to where you are. And one of the things that I always like to start off with right off the bat is asking my guests to tell us about themselves. Now, when I say that, I mean, Mm -hmm. you're welcome to go all the way back to the (laughs) day you were born or you can start more current day. Tell us about yourself. A good idea. So I'm a coach, but an entrepreneur mainly as well. I'm 100% unemployable. I'm truly an entrepreneur, like no kidding, an entrepreneur. And I kind of have a story around how I really got to know myself as an entrepreneur. Right now, I actually help other entrepreneurs grow their businesses, six to seven figure businesses with different marketing and sales strategies. So I really focus on the message, the market, the media, and then the conversion, right? So that's what I focus on with with entrepreneurs. So basically, I'm an entrepreneur coach, and I help small business owners go from, from where they're at to six and seven figures. I've built my first business online in 05, from zero to a million dollars. My next one was in 2015, zero to 1.5 million in sales. I'm going to call it driver, right? I take something and I make it pretty and shine it up and sell it. Gotcha. So if you had to pick one thing, what would be your favorite thing to do? In work? <laughs> Work, life, whichever you're comfortable sharing. Yeah, so what I really love to do is I really actually do love to take something and polish it up and like love seeing it just blow up in sales. So I call it the turd to money concept. So both of my businesses that went from really quickly from zero to millions, you know, 1.5 quickly, 
both were very similar where I was in a situation where someone's like, okay, we got this turd. (laughs) There's no way we're going to sell it. How are we going to sell this? I was like, oh, I got this. And I just like kind of went in there and made it all like amazing and marketed it and printed it up and sold it. And that's what marketing is. I mean, each celebrity... I mean, why is Jennifer Aniston so amazing? It's mainly because it's all about polish. Kim Kardashian, we don't even know what she does for a living. She's even real. So it's all about polishing and the brand and the marketing and the strategy, right? A Chia Pet. I mean, come on, what's Chia Pet? But someone marketed that a particular way and the correct way, and that's what I'm good at. So that happened again in 2015, actually, I was dating a guy, and he said, I have this thing in my closet. And I'm like, what thing? And he's like, well, you lay down and you just lose inches off your body and just laying there for 30 minutes. And I'm like, you're full of it. So I go in there and we do this before and after measurement. And I was like, oh my God, you can sell this. This is amazing. He's like, I've been trying. And that's my perfect situation where you have someone who just really can't sell at all. And so I create a brand, I create a name, completely recreated packages. And we literally, he went from barely having one person a month to we were so packed in our calendar or people were calling the business. It's like, we can't get you in for three months. It's all about marketing and branding and messaging. So that's what I'm good at. Gotcha. I think I have an idea of the answer to this next question, but I'll ask it anyway. Okay. What's your superpower? Driver. Okay. So Wonder Woman. So one of the things (laughs) I'm great at, I love her. She's great. Who doesn't love Wonder Woman? Is you know how she does a little turn thing? She'll turn and she turns around and all of a sudden she's like, da-da, she's Superwoman. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. She has hands up. That's kind of me where it's just like you take something that looks really ordinary and then you turn like, ba-bum! It's this great, amazing thing. So that's superpower. Gotcha. So one of the things that I always like to talk about on the show is mindset. And I know that you do a lot of work in that area. So with that in mind, how do you overcome challenges and how does that play into your mindset? Well, I've been dealing with my own personal mindset and I still do every day for 15 years. So it's an ever going, it's a nonstop conversation. It's like health and well-being. You can't go to the gym for like a month and think that you're going to get on a bodybuilding stage the next month. It's just not going to work that way. It's an ongoing conversation and it never ends ever because once you get to one level, you like find there's this whole other level. I'm dealing with something myself right now inside of that mindset going, oh my gosh, I totally, I had these, all these blind spots all these years. And now I see why I was stuck somewhere. So I'm like having to like retrain my brain again. And my coach is like, welcome to being a human being. But it's a whole nother level of when you're an entrepreneur. Because what you need to understand, I'm going to go back to if you live in America, you most likely went to a thing called kindergarten, okay? In first grade and then second grade and then third, on and goes. And I remember first grade and second grade specifically, first day of first grade or second grade, what happened? The teacher said, here are the rules. I'm the teacher. You do what I say. You raise your hand. If you want to go to the bathroom, you don't talk out of line. I mean, there's all these freaking rules, right? And we're kind of like in this little prison because we're kids and we, like as parents, love that, right? But then you go out into the real world, even in college, there's still some rules. You get to, obviously, the rules get to be taken off a little bit more, right? Mm -hmm. But then entrepreneurship, there's no rules, and so that's why a lot of people who are been in corporate America a really long time, they have a really hard time shifting. I was lucky. I was in corporate America for only four years. I actually became number one in the country. I was like very successful. And then they kicked my booty out. And so it was kind of like, oh my God, what do I do? 
And everyone was like, go back, go back, go back to the prison called Corporate America. And I was like, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew I didn't want that. But there is some kind of training that continues inside of Corporate America, which is like, if you really have a great idea, you got to run it up the boss, you got to run it up the chain, right? You got to get permission. Even if you're the CEO, right? You still have board members to deal with. There's always someone. When you're an entrepreneur, it's you and your patterns. It's you and your brain. It's you in the marketplace. It's you and your how much money you've got to play with. I mean, it's just you. So you have to really be able to break all these patterns that were ingrained at you at an extremely young age. Now, you probably think, well, you must have been a rebel. I wasn't. I was the good little girl. <laughs> I have a sister. So she was the rebel. She's listening. She's not listening. But if she was, she would be like, this is not true. I was the good little girl. I was the virgin until I was 25. I was like Miss Perfect. Okay, so because I thought that's how life would work well for me. And doesn't work. Then once I hit all these walls in my life and like, that ain't working. I don't know if I can cuss on here, but like that shit ain't working. So I was like, how do I just shift it completely over into be the complete rebellion? And now I'm like 100% unemployable. I really am. And there was a time in my life when I tried to go back to corporate America because I needed the money or whatever. I thought, oh, this isn't working. I'll go back. And it was a very interesting experience. I lived there for exactly three months. And my boss, my boss's boss, my boss's boss's boss brought me into the office and they sat me down <laughs> and they just had this look on their face. And I was like, what? I hit my quota. What's wrong? It was like a sales position. And he's like, well, yeah, you hit your quota. So we technically, you're fine, right? I was like, what? He's like, we just really feel that you'd be better off as an entrepreneur. They said that to me. And I started to like laugh. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, you just don't work well in the corporate world. I was like, wow, that was probably the most biggest gift anyone ever, they, they fired me that day. They're like, you're out of here. So I leave and funny enough, my boss's boss's boss about three years later reached out to me. I mean, this is like the boss's boss is the regional guy, the regional guy. Like you don't talk to the regional guy when you're like some lowly seller. He reached out to me. He's like, hey, I'm starting my own business. Can you help me? I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. So I think that 100% unemployable to answer your question. Gotcha. Now, I heard in your answer, you were talking about mindset and you were also talking about patterns. Talk a little bit about uh, how you were able to become successful. And talk a little bit about your book, the title, Sexy Boss, Sexy How Female Entrepreneurs Are Beating the Big Boys. So kind of a multi-layered question. Talk about mindset, yeah. how you overcome challenges, and the kind of the premise of your book. Okay, well, thank you for that. So first of all, you and I had a hard time getting our call together, and I was kind of contemplating canceling it because there was a lot going on. So I'm personally going through something right now. I'm like bumping up against the wall again right now. So my, if I, my coach was listening, she'd be like, wow, this is an interesting question what you're, you're dealing with. It's nonstop. It's always going. Being the big boys. When I was in corporate America, I was number one in the country. Okay, first of all, you have to get, I'm a rebel. And I do like to just go into a China cabinet, just like, just make it go crazy. Because that's kind of what I do. I just shake stuff up. Ah! And then I see what falls out and I make stuff happen. But what you have to understand about me specifically is when I went to corporate America... I wasn't supposed to be there. I was like 25 years old. I walk into the job interview for B2B sales and the guy laughed at me and he was like, oh, you're cute. You're sweet. You're a girl. So you should be in customer service. And I was like, uh-uh. I want to be in B2B sales because I knew I wanted to learn sales. He laughed at me again. Oh, you're adorable. That's really cute. And of course, he did the corporate thing. Well, let me ask my boss because he was like passing the buck, right? And the boss came back who happened to be a woman, which was super weird, came back and said... Let's try her out. The worst case is she just fails and we put her in customer service. And I actually ended up being there for four years 
in sales, outside sales, which is the hardest position at that particular um, area. And I was number one in the sales. And then not in my like little town called Fort Worth, Texas, not in Texas. Like I beat 10,000 reps across the country. People in New York, LA, I was number one in the country. And I was like, what, 27 or something. And I beat all the big boys. And my coworkers were male 40. Okay. And I beat the big boys. And then the day after, a week after, they pat me on the head and gave me my little stupid plastic thing. I was hoping for it, a Cadillac. They fired me. And so they fired me because I was a girl and I didn't fit their mold because they didn't have any other reason to fire me. They actually, what they did is they gave all my accounts I've been working on and building, nurturing for four years. I gave them all to my male assistant. And they said, he deserves it. You don't. And they fired me. And that's when I was like, oh, I'm mad now, right? So I left corporate America and I was like, I'm never going back. And I really didn't until that one little instance almost 10 years later. So mindset, I think overcoming things, I would love to give you some little magic wand, like just do this. You have to understand that when you're bumping up against something, what you resist persists. And what you're bumping up against is something that is coming up for you to deal with. So you can't go around it or under it or left or right. You got to freaking go right through that damn thing, right? You have to because what you resist persists. It might go away for a little bit, but it's going to pop back up later. And so part of entrepreneurship is constantly dealing with yourself because the only person that's holding you back in life and business is yourself, especially in entrepreneurship. There's like no excuses. So that helps. I feel like I just no, <laughs> talked that- to a circle. No, that is good stuff. No excuses, no excuses. And what you resist persists. So if someone's like, hey, well, this keeps coming up. It must be them or I moved jobs. Now I still got the same kind of boss. They're this way. I'm like, well, look at yourself because you're reflecting it. Like there's something that's happening right now in your life that honestly, if you deal with it within yourself, you're going to deal with it over there. I mean, I just did a big video on it in YouTube. I'm dealing with rejection right now, which I'm used to rejection. But I'm dealing with it on a whole nother level, like so deep. Like, what would it be like if I went out every single day looking to be rejected? I'm actually on that path. I did that. I did something like that today. Someone challenged me. Oh, you can't do that. I go, oh, watch me. I was like, oh, challenge. Let's do this. I'm going to go out and get rejected. And I went out and I talked to this person. And guess what? They didn't reject me. They were like, oh, yeah, sure, here. And the other person was like, how'd you do that? But I actually was looking for to be rejected. I went something else this morning, again, totally random, went and said, I started just asking these questions of this person at this hotel. And I thought they're going to reject me. They totally didn't reject me about everything. So I'd feel like, what would your day look like? What would your life look like if you took on looking for rejection? Like it was something that scares the hell out of you. It's like, okay, they're going to reject me or that's not going to work. Go do that thing. Whatever that thing you just said, like that's the thing you need to go deal with. Right. So right now I'm in comedy class. I'm doing stand up comedy class. Mm-hmm. I'm learning to be a stand up comedy. And the reason is, is because it scares the F out of me. I'm not funny. I'm in sales. That ain't funny. I asked for money. I asked you to go get your wallet. That's not funny. I got there the first day of class and the teacher said, Some of you are here because someone told you you're funny. And I raised my hand and go, Oh no, I'm here because I'm not funny. I'm not funny. I'm here to figure out how to be funny. And everyone laughed. And I was like, I know that's kind of cute, but really, I'm not funny. So I'm doing it for no other reason because it scares me. It scares me. And I'm a person who's on the radio, TV, YouTube. I've done like nine interviews in like a day. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. But if I'm sitting in front of a microphone 
and there's pitch black audience. I speak a lot too. And there's a big, huge white light on me. And all it is, there's no PowerPoint. (laughs) There's no PowerPoint. There's none of that. And I have to make you laugh. That's why you're there. You're like, let's go, buddy. Like, make me laugh. That scares me. So I think mindset is another level. Always. People are like, why are you doing this? I'm like, because it scares me. Let's take a quick break from this awesome conversation for a quick message from our sponsor. Seems everyone is podcasting these days. But if you want to do it right and stand out from the crowd, you need to contact Enterprise Now. E-Now Podcast Solutions is second to none in providing best-in-class customer service and delivering top-quality podcast production. Podcast editing can be time-consuming and tedious. You're a podcaster. That's what you do best. Let us do the dirty work for you. Besides, it's what we do best. Then all you have to do is your awesome show. We can help with basic editing, mixing, promotion, delivery, tagging, and pro editing. Whatever you need, we can do it for you. Check us out and see all the ways we can make your podcast sound amazing and professional. Visit enterprise-now.biz slash production. So on that theme, talk a little bit more about mindset and understand there's some work that you're doing around masterminds. So how are those things related? Well, one of the things that I was sharing with you in the green room is that I've realized in my years in business and entrepreneur, I'm surrounded by men and which is fine. This is not a man hating thing at all, by the way. Okay. Don't ever think that the book that's the men are from Mars, women from Venus, which is all about relationships. Okay, but that holds so true in business. I've been to many masterminds where I'm sitting in the room and I'm the only girl. Again, it doesn't phase me because I'm so used to it. Now, it does bother me when they go ask me to get coffee. I tell them to cuss words back, right? They know not to do that, but they'll do it anyway just to make me mad. But I've realized that I've been so trained by the big boys that now when I do talk to women as entrepreneurs and as their coach, they don't understand why they're not as successful. And when I tell them, oh, it's because of blah, 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 this, you need to change your mindset to this. It's so weird for them. They're like, what do you mean? That makes no sense. I'm like, well, that's because that's kind of like the master, that's the rules of of business. Like, no, that's a man. So this whole kind of like concept of like, how do you be a woman inside of entrepreneurship without completely rearranging your brain just to be a man? You know what I mean? How do you be feminine and be a woman and stand and have the voice and all those things that the Me Too movement's trying to help? But at the same time, the woman does have to learn the rules of business because the rules of business is not going to shift over to us. Women have to learn the rules of business. We have to be able to understand that. So mastermind, I'm building a mastermind. Again, I was dealing with something back in February at big event, and I was really frustrated about something. I was mad, actually. I was pissed. And I thought to myself, Heather, stop being pissed. Do something about it. I was like, okay, I'll just about it. I'll just create the largest female-centric mastermind in the freaking world. Done. So that's what I'm building. I'm building the largest female-centric entrepreneur mastermind in the world. From a concept of teaching women specifically how to play in the game of business. Not about men, women, like teaching them how to play with men. That's crazy. It's more like how to be business women. It's a very different mindset I'm up to. That is awesome. So you mentioned knowing the rules of business is important. Give us a couple of those. What are the rules of business? Give us two. Well, I'll go into psychology because it's an easier way to deal with that, which is the direct response marketing. So marketing, 
I teach them a lot on like marketing strategies, like marketing or sales. And so sometimes when you're dealing with, let's say you're dealing with a vendor that's male, that's one thing versus selling to men or selling to men or women. Lots of times women will create businesses that only cater to women. And I'm like, you're missing half the world, dude. You know what I mean? Like, why would you do that? So the psychology of direct response is in many cases and in the world is many cases being able to promote the hell out of yourself to a point where it's uncomfortable. It's also uncomfortable in the boardroom or even when you're in a mastermind with other people to tell everybody how freaking amazing you are. Men do it all the time. They walk into a room, they got a beer, like, oh my God, dude, let me tell you everything I just did this week. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I just closed 2 million sales, dude. Rock, what's up? Right? You don't see girls doing that, even though they probably did it. It's not automatic for them to go out there and say, I just closed 2.5 million in sales and I was number one here. And It doesn't feel comfortable for them of self-promotion. But if they're going to win in any level of business, they have to learn to self-promote themselves. No one is going to come around and say, oh, I'm your boss. Let me tell you how amazing Sarah is. They are the boss. They have to be out there saying stuff like that. And that is a challenge for most women. But until they understand that it's not personal, it's the game of business, then they're never going to be able to really get ahead. And so I always bring it back to football because football is easy, right? So football, these things called rules. And if I was on the Dallas Cowboys, because I'm a Cowboy fan, I grew up with the Dallas Cowboys. So anyways, if I was on, if I happened to be a football player on the Dallas Cowboys, Cowboys, right? Jerry Jones, who's the owner of Dallas Cowboys. And I said to him, beginning of the season or just whatever, beginning of a game. And I said, hey, Jerry, I don't want to get hit tonight. Can you like make sure I don't get hit tonight? Now, I don't know if you know anything about Jerry Jones, but he's like a real jerk, but he's also a businessman. He was like, get off my damn field. Give me back my damn jersey and go empty your bank account, dude. Like, give me back my money, right? Because that's your job to go get hit. The first thing they teach in football is how to get hit, right? Mm -hmm. So, in business, it's the same thing. How to get hit. You're going to fail. How to fail. How to get hit and still stand back up. I remember the first time I have three lawyers right now dealing with a bunch of stuff, okay? And I remember the first time I had to deal with something in business back in like, oh, one. I called my dad in total tears. He goes, welcome to being a business person and an entrepreneur. If it's too hot for you, get the hell out. There's no room for tears in the boardroom. And I was like, what? He's like, if seriously, he's like, if you don't ever want to get sued like this again or have to deal with this or have to deal with lawyers, do not be an entrepreneur. Because being an entrepreneur and business owner in America, you all always have a target on your back on some level. Wow. And he's right. He's right. He is right. You in a restaurant, you ask any restauranteer who's been in business more than 10 years, at some level, he's probably either gotten sued or had to sue for something. It could have been the light bulb. It could have been some guy slipped. Whatever. It's part of life. That's why there's this thing called lawyers. Okay. So it's part of it. Right now I'm in the middle of two situations. I no longer freak out. I have my lawyer on speed dial. That's why our president currently, Mr. Trump, he's got a ton of lawyers because when you're in business, it's part of the tool. It's like having a helmet. It's just what you have. I'm not suing people. It's something I'm going out there like, let's sue people. But it's like part of business and women freak out. They freak out. I don't want to get sued. I don't want to get hit. I don't want to. Can you just promise me nothing's going to happen? I'm like, no, learn. Write better contracts. Gotcha. One thing that I both love and hate about what I do is when I'm talking with a person like yourself, time goes by super fast. 
Yeah, so I know. I was like, the, you're being really quiet. So I'm just like over here talking. The, the good news is we have a ton of value and awesome themes and concepts. The bad news is it's time for us to wrap things up. So with that, I always like to ask my guests to give the enterprisers one actionable tip that they can use to improve their lives or businesses today. Never keep anyone in their life that's not part of their fan club. And know the difference between someone who's part of your fan club and part of a tool. I think my lawyer likes me. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we've had lunch, obviously, or something. But mm-hmm. like, and he's a fan because I think we might be doing well. But there's a difference. There's a tool. It's a tool. You know what I mean? Like it's clear of the relationship versus being a friend with somebody, expecting that the next big idea you have, they're going to support you. No, most likely not, unless they are a peer. And that's why mastermind is so important. Masterminding, entrepreneurs are mastermind. That's the safe space. So you can come in and go, I had this great idea. What do you think? Give me feedback. Give me some real good feedback versus telling that to your girlfriend who's never really built a business before, or she might be jealous of you and you don't know it, or telling it to your mom or your dad or your sister. They love and adore you, but they remember when you were three years old and had pigtails. You know what I mean? Like They remember the other sides of you. They can't see you for who you really are. So masterminding and having a really great coach to remind you that your idea, whatever it is, when they say it's good, you can take that to the bank versus like, you might want to relook at that. Awesome advice. Now, if people want to connect with you, how can they do that? They can go to heatherhavenwood.com. If they're really interested in having a conversation with me about working with me, which I highly suggest. <laughs> and I say that in a loving way, right? Because I, I just looked at this week with my coach and I have a coach, obviously. I was like, every single client that's come across me has like blown up their business. And she's like, you need to really acknowledge yourself for that. I'm like, wow, that's true. They all do. Their business just explodes, does very well. So it's my elixir. It's kind of like my magic touch. So they can go to coachwithheather.com. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you again, Heather, for just taking the time out to share with us your knowledge and experience. And I think you're absolutely on the money with absolutely everything that you said. So I'm excited for you. I'm excited for the people who work with you. And I'm excited for you, Enterprises, because part of the game of business is being open and humble enough to know that you don't know everything and that you can learn from everyone. So Heather has shared tons of concepts and themes with us that we can learn from, draw on, and use to grow our business. If you haven't done so already, head on out to the website, download the three piece to empowerment worksheet. I want to help you get into and operate from your awesome zone. So if you haven't done that, do that. Email me. Let me know how it's going if you need our help getting you into that zone. So thank you guys so, so, so much. I cannot do what I do without you guys. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. And we'll talk with you guys next week. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.